0: So, oh, gentlemen, here we are again, 35 degrees in snow the day after Labor Day. <laughs> Much colder than it was in Tennessee, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it was 92 in Tennessee. It
0: was That's actually, 10. said 80 and, in humid. Yeah. and humid. Yeah. It was 90 here yesterday. Yeah. And yet here we are. This is uh, the weather in the Rockies. So here we are again for another uh, podcast. Before we get started talking about technician communications, which is critically important to drive revenue and solve problems for homeowners and all the things we have to do in business. Uh, driving the right communications on a consistent basis between technicians and homeowners is obviously very, very important. But before we talk about that, we're going to hear from the legendary G man, Gary Alex, we'll hear from the legendary, What did just call him early not a legend, you said he was an icon. He's an icon. The icon. He's an icon. Drew Cameron, the legend Gary Ellis. Uh, <laughs> talk to us about the whiskey and the cigars that you're enjoying.
1: Yeah, so uh, we are enjoying a Blantons, and uh, it is amazing. It's tough to get. Buffalo Trace produces the Blantons, and uh, it's one of their big brands. Uh, Pappy Van Winkle would be another one, but this this is a, uh, a a hot commodity. So if you find it, I'd grab a bottle. You're welcome. Uh, thank you very Found much. It this thank you for hosting again. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, caramel, uh, very, very powerful. A lot of flavor here. It's it's very strong. strong. It's, it's, a, it's a big, big difference from the Yamazaki Japanese yeah. whiskey. So, uh, and we're, uh, we're working on a little Romeo e Julieta mm. uh, Neutral. It's a reserve and uh, also a very fine commodity. So uh, they match well together along with the winter. We're, uh, we're hanging out. We're we'll going to talk about tech communications. Beautiful. Let's do that. So, uh,
0: Drew being you're an icon in the industry and whatnot, uh, let's talk about first, before we get into the specific techniques, let's talk about, as you mentioned earlier, in some parts of the country, now we're in this transition, not quite to the shoulder season yet, but well on our way. (laughs) It's obvious in Colorado with 40 degree weather, 35 degree weather. Let's talk about the importance in terms of a business's sustainability, to be able to afford to pay your bills When summer's over, how important the technician's communications are to that whole, you know, concept, that whole idea.
2: They're vital. I mean, you know, they're everything. I mean, once you get to the house, you get a technician in the door, uh, you know, the technician's ability to communicate, I think, truly defines what that experience is going to be for that customer. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. And because it's not about just fixing the problem, you know, the thing that maybe you perceivably got called out there for but it's also about fixing the person, the people, right? The homeowners and making sure that they, you know, they feel good about, you know, whatever they're going to spend. It's never about in life. We were talking about in an earlier episode about obviously, you know, Gary's watch, right? It's not about what you spend for the watch. It's about how you feel about what you We spend. should probably show that watch in case they didn't see the previous right? episode. Bam. Yeah. Or your G-Wagon, as we talked about it in another episode. Bam! Apparently, I have no assets that we need to talk about. You so. mean my, my G-Wagon. <laughs> you got you hair. Your G-Wagon, right? <laughs> you got, I got the, got the hair. You got the hair. You, you the can't hair. replace that. <laughs> well, I mean, we could, but it wouldn't look right. <laughs> right. But the, it's not about what you pay for. It's about how you feel about what you pay for something. It always is, right? And and so a homeowner you know, getting a technician out to a house to, to solve a problem, fix a, a situation, um, Sometimes, we know customers, I mean, and our viewers have customers where the customer probably didn't spend a heck of a lot of money, probably, let's say, less than $200, and still was not satisfied, still was upset by the level of service that they perceived they got. And then you have other customers on the other end of the spectrum that spent several hundreds more, if not thousands more, on repairs, not saying all the way to a replacement, but on repairs and felt like they got a great deal. So it's never about what you spend, it's about how you feel about what you spend. And that technician communication is vital to making sure that a customer feels good about what they spend. When they call you out there, that, you know they call you out there for one thing and one thing only. They call you out there for information. They want Customers want good information to make good decisions. And if you give them good information to make good decisions, then they feel empowered to make good decisions. Even if that means spending a little bit of money or a lot of money. Uh, And that's where that technician communication piece comes into play, in my mind. Gary,
0: comment a little bit on how important the revenue that comes from those technician visits, how important is that revenue in surviving in September, October, maybe November?
1: Well, without revenue, you don't really have uh, much to survive on. So the average ticket, obviously, is something that you want to track as a KPI. That's important to us. Uh, that could be maintenance, but that's also a demand service call. You're not gonna have as many crisis demand service calls. So that's why maintenance becomes such an important part of the strategy for a business. Um, Before we go too deep into that rabbit hole, I wanna make one comment on something I think you brought up. Uh, So the the technician I think represents the brand of the company. So obviously, you know, you go to the website, you call the call center, all all that's touching, but the customer is unhappy Nobody gets up in the morning and wants their capacitor or their contactor or their compressor to fail. Uh, My condo in Cayman had a failure today. And so, uh, you know, the technician communicated with me, uh, sent me an email, we had a nice exchange. So the representation of that communication is a brand experience. If the technician does a good job at that, I feel pretty good about that. So I want to talk about a concept called empathy. So we were just (laughs) talking about empathy. Yes. And so uh, in what context? Chris, are talking <laughs> about empathy? I've read I've read a couple of books. They were re gifted. But <laughs> <laughs> empathy to me is part of the communication protocol. Like we teach the technicians to recognize that most customers aren't really in a good place when there's a repair going on. So I'm I'm not real thrilled that, you know, I'm five thousand miles away. You know, I've got an expensive property. The air conditioner's down. It's 88 degrees. I, I, I'm, I'm already in a place where I'm not very happy about that. So the technician empathy and the ability to communicate and to, and to engage with me in a constructive manner is something that we can teach. And so I think that's, you know, so if you want revenue and you want customers to give you their money, it's best to train the technicians to be able to communicate, have good empathy, engage with me, make me feel good about the brand. And I'm willing to you know satisfactorily give you my money at that point. I'm not you know in other words if that experience goes poorly Let's say he does a bad job today doesn't do an effective job at communicating with me Doesn't explain my options doesn't tell me what's going on then I'm I'm defensive And I think what we need to make sure that the technicians realize is every single experience that a client has with you is personal to them even though it might be your eighth call of the day or it might be Friday and you might have run 25 or 30 or 50 calls this week, that customer is a unique experience for them and they and they deserve our empathy, they deserve our ability to communicate. So we got to do a good job of teaching the technicians about the idea of going slow, making sure they understand that if if today is your day, that I'm going to connect with you and I'm going to I'm going to make sure you understand what's going on. Revenue per ticket is huge. How you get your revenue per ticket up is you have your prices set correctly, but if your deliverable isn't good, you're, you're not gonna have a repeat customer. So it, it's one thing to say your prices are high, but you have to deliver on the value behind that. And that's, that's brand experience.
0: So there's kind of three things, uh, maybe three priorities or three things to accomplish on a maintenance service call. It's not a demand call. Uh, number one, you know, representing the brand, building the brand value. Number two, of course, solving the homeowner's problems. And number three, only after those two are met, driving revenue. Is that fair?
1: That's very fair. Okay.
0: So let's talk about this communication side, which kind of goes towards all three of those things, building the brand value and making the homeowner feel heard, understood, which, you know, at our core, like humanity, we wanna be heard, we wanna be understood, right? It's one of the needs we all have in personal relationships and in business relationships, right? Uh, One of the things that I've learned over the years is that the more the homeowner understands and the more they're involved with the diagnostic process, the more likely they are to take our advice on the solution part of it, right? If they're not involved in the diagnostic, in other words, you know, a technician can go find a problem come back to the homeowner and say, hey, you have a problem. The, The startup current on your blower motor is way high and you need a new one versus you want to come take a look at this here's my amp meter and here's where it's supposed to be when it starts up watch this bam pegs out you know what do you think we should do about that you know or you know what do you think causes that and then get involved in that conversation and that's going to lead towards building the brand making the customer feel understood the relationship solving the homeowner's problem ultimately it's going to drive the revenue so i'd like to talk to you guys about three components the way i see it in my mind there's three kind of components of a service call a maintenance call there's number 1 kind of building the relationship introducing ourselves laying the foundation number 2 is what i call the mechanical magic right performing your mechanical magic whatever that is and then number 3 is recommendations kind of you know here's what i found here's you know some options or what do you think we should do however you want to approach that but those three distinct sections and I think it's helpful for technicians to understand those three sections because they can remember where they are in the process, right? Like when I'm there just building a relationship, trying to, I don't need to be worried about, you know, finding problems. I don't need to worry about solutions. I'm just at that section of the call, building the relationship and building that brand promise. Within the, the context of that first step, what are some practical things a technician can do to build the relationship, kind of set the framework for the rest of the call. Drew, you want to kick that conversation off?
2: Yeah, sure. <clears throat> that first part, like you're talking about you know building the relationship or I like to call building the position of trust, right? Because that's really what we're we're doing. we We don't have time to build a, a full-blown relationship, but we have a, a relationship of trust or a position of trust, as we call it. And I, I think that you know how you can get to that quickly as a technician because even though, most of our our viewers are flat rate, right? And the customer's paying for a diagnostic or it's a tune-up situation, right? Um, The customer sees you as being on the clock, right? That they're paying for this time. Whereas as a salesperson, a comfort advisor, you're a free quote, right? Um, But as a technician, they think that they're paying for the time even though it's a set amount, right? They just, time is money. So they want you to get moving quickly. So number one, you gotta be transparent, be upfront, Let them know what you're going to do. Set the expectation for what, you know, here's the process that we're going to go through. Uh, You know, first thing I want to find out is what brought me here to today? Obviously something was, you know, something was functioning and then it wasn't. So walk me, you know, walk me up to today and then I can tell you what I'm going to go do, you know, from this moment forward to, you know, diagnose or maintain depending on what I'm called out there to do, right? And so transparency is, is critical. You touched on something a little bit earlier. Not just transparency from my words, but also transparency from, hey, if, if you want to come watch and understand what's going on, and I like to invite customers from a third party perspective. A lot of people I go out to visit with, like yourself, they want to know a little bit what, about what's going on with their system and understand, you know, maybe what you know has caused the issue to today. So if you want to come and watch uh, and kind of look over my shoulder, I can explain to you what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, m- maybe let you see a little bit about, you know, the the inner workings of your system, so you can kind of better understand. What led us to the you know today's situation, but also what could have possibly you know prevented it, or what could also prevent other future issues, maybe with other components within the system. So invite them and be you know completely transparent, not only with your words but also with your actions. And I think that's that's critical. Is just invite them into the process, engagement. Yeah, I love that term you use, transparency. And I, I was just
0: thinking because you're 100 percent correct, obviously, he's an icon.
1: Uh, The icon, the icon,
0: the icon of the industry. You know, the transparency is so important because the homeowner, despite the fact it's a $119 tune up or whatever it is. And like you say, it's a set rate, whether the guy's there for 30 minutes or three hours. But even though the homeowner knows that what you're saying, they don't know it in their heart. They're not feeling that. And when you say transparency, it makes me think, you know, how important it is for maybe the technician to remind the homeowner of that fact that they already know intellectually, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, depending on what I find, it could take me a half an hour. It could take me three hours, but I just want to reassure you that, you know, the fee that you're paying for the is it's not going to be any more than that, regardless of how long it takes me to, to figure out what's going on. Would you agree with that general? However you would communicate that with the general idea? Does that go along with your transparency you're talking about? Transparency,
2: obviously, yes. The level of service that you're going to get, as well as what we, you know, some people call it flat rate, straightforward, upfront pricing, whatever you want to call it, guaranteed pricing. Yes. You're letting them know that this is covered and then Depending on if I find something, I'll let you know what all my findings are and what the options are to address that. Right. So we'll sh- we, you talked about making recommendations. I, I like to use the term sharing findings and options with customers. I'll let you know everything from the Band-Aid fix, right, which will get you by, you know, to the goodbye, which is going to get you an extended, you know, uh, you know level of service and machine, you know, long term or uh, or maybe even all the way up to the replacement, right. And so. A lot of companies. That's what they look at. They look at a repair, a rejuvenation, a renovation, um, you know, or a replacement, right? So it's like you know, so we go from replacement at the top. Rejuvenation is sec second. Re- renovation is third, and repair would be the the band aid fix, right? So the repair is usually just the contactor, right? And then the rejuvenation might be the contactor and the capacitor, because you know if the contactor goes, the capacitor is likely to go, right? And you throw some maintenance in with that, and you give some extended warranty on top of that. Then the rejuvenation would be, let's replace all the electrical components within the electrical you know, circuit, right? Circuit boards, everything, wiring harnesses, because you're only as good as your weakest link. And I'm going to put lifetime warranties in some companies, five years, parts and labor in other companies, as well as include a couple years worth of maintenance, so forth and so on. And then your, your last option, your top option, obviously would be to consider a replacement. And that might be a technician doing that, or you might flip that over to a company.